What about these people in Maine? Who are they? Like, uh, what's their hope for the future? Like, with what they're doing? Because the common denominator with every one of them, and you guys included, can already tell, there's passion. That's what's key. When did you figure out that you had passion for, like, a like an early early memory, anything like that you want to share? Um, yeah, for me, I mean. I smoked for the first time in the fifth grade and got stoned for the first time in the seventh grade. And like that I remember I like I probably remember the first time getting stoned more vividly like than the first time like I had sex with a girl, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was like it was like, you know, it, it just it was like an awakening, you know what I mean? Like I was in the the attic of this uh Where, yeah, <clears throat> who are you with? This hardware store with like some friends. That's of mine. more yeah, important yeah, right now. Yeah. You can go there. Yeah, <laughs> with some friends of mine, like they, they had like older brothers and stuff like that who used to throw parties and do whatever and we'd go and stay at their houses and you know, like, oh you know, hit this blunt, do whatever and I just remember like going home and just laying in my bed and staring at the ceiling and just being like awake you know what I mean and, and back then like I had a lot of uh, a lot of problems with like you know a lot of like social problems like whatever uh, emotional problems I said and like it, ch- it just changed my world mm-hmm. and like I've been a consistent did it feel consumer. a little bit more liberating in a sense that did allow you the confidence to feel like you're functioning around other people yeah that definitely, much stronger, definitely. Right? and just like opening thought too you know what I mean like <clears throat> the ability to to process things on a healthier level if you will, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's really what I, what I found. That was like my like aha moment, you know, type of thing. I've shared it before with other people. Um, but, uh, from a personal point of view, I've, I've got a seven year old kid. He's only known the cannabis industry through me and and it's been his whole life for the most part. I've been really comfortable about it around him and using it around, not necessarily in the same space. I I don't know my comfort zone there, but I do use it when he's around. Mm And it opens up the avenues of relating to a seven-year-old on a seven-year-old. It reinvigorates me a little bit. And I mean, I'm smoking what I choose to smoke to, to make that the, the end result rather than knocking me out or, or killing, you know, yeah. killing me. But that's what I love about it. There's all of a sudden it becomes a little bit more communal. In this case, a family shared, but mm-hmm. you, you had that. Oh, so. definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... Uh... I didn't smoke weed all high school. No. I, uh, the people. want to do an intro real quick? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I tried to get there. Let's go Sorry. really quickly to an intro. And Thank then we'll so get to that no, answer. No, totally straight. We'll get totally into straight. that answer. Finally, right. shut up, Carrie. Jeez, I'm pro. I need something. Like, where's some. Oh, Turn this the, up. Yeah. Get me some. Can we get this louder? <laughs> all right. All right, maybe I should stop it. 
Oh, we got to change that song, Xavier. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us at Main Podcast. As usual, Evan, a.k.a. Headstash 207. Kaylan 70, is that the app name? Yeah, Carrie Landry. And then obviously this wouldn't be possible without Xavier, um, the awesome sound engineer. So thank you so much, us three. But more importantly, thanks to our guests, Wisely Hash. We have... Jim and calvin jim and calvin uh we got a little bit into only it going by then. first names now right oh yeah that's it we don't need no last you've names achieved, i've been giving away you've money. achieved that kind of status <laughs> that's kind of ways uh, that's his instagram name. Yeah. we got right into it earlier um so and we kind of cut off cut you off Dude, so don't worry about it go right back into it um we were just going diving into when they first got into cannabis and what was their first experiences and uh things like that i mean well as i was saying i uh i did not get high as a as a young kid i uh a lot of the people that were in the you know quote unquote scene around where i grew up i didn't hang out with um Mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends did get high yep um but uh just before i went to college i decided that it was uh, same thing with like you know i had obviously drank you know like every kid does starting mm-hmm. freaking young as shit and that was like, more so the culture for you yeah was you know like, like the... we we're social like you know parties and girls mm-hmm. and all that stuff and, yeah. and it was just like okay well um i should experience this because if i'm gonna go out into the you know the world alone i need to you know have kind of a full you know rounded view of who i am and how i'll handle myself in certain situations and uh, right I remember I didn't I didn't smoke until uh, 30 days before I went to college. Bought an eighth, just ripped that thing down. Nothing happened. Nothing happened the first like eight times I got high. And like the way I quantified it, that it wasn't happening. Wait, wait, what year are we talking? 18 or 19? 2018 or oh, 2018? Fuck, fuck you, bro. <laughs> uh, no, we're talking. Uh, I want to say this would have been 2008. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 2008. Yeah. Okay, 2008. Sure. Right. So 2008. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. Eight times. It was yeah, that man. bad. It, oh, wow. it was. It, it I think was, it was for me. It was like three or four. Dude, I tell you, what got you me high you a couple times. the first yeah, time definitely. was a spliff. Yeah. Oh, at at yeah. the split. Once you did the split, you got the tobacco buzz. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit! Evan had his happening. first spliff experience. Oh my god, no, <laughs> a couple guys, weeks. Back. It wasn't even. Oh. I thought it was a fucking joint. Okay, oh. <laughs> and you start spinning. Started, <laughs> it wasn't green. that like I could handle like, Spliffs but it was like rule, I, I tell you, yeah. I would have taken a little bit lighter. <laughs> that hit shit. I hit it and hit, it hit me back. But that's yeah, not man. the feeling to get back yeah. to you. So <laughs> like basically, I. Uh, I don't know. I, I knew that nothing was happening because I was like, man, people spend so much goddamn money on this shit, and this can't be it. Right. This can't be it. Mm-hmm. And then I, after that first spliff, I remember just like hot, like up on a cul-de-sac with a buddy just like hopping out the car and he had a like longboard in the car and we're just spinning around the cul-de-sac and like, oh shit, I think this is happening right now. Right. And then getting so blitzkrieged high after that, that like you that had was absolutely like, no idea was what it. was up, what was down and like fell in love immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's something that like, if you're comfortable with yourself and like you already have like a lot of thought going on that it's just, I call it exercise for your brain. You know, yeah. I think that's what being burnt out is like when you, <laughs> when you go to the gym, you get tired afterwards and you get high and you, you come down and you're, you feel burnt out. Well, that's just, your brain was working on overdrive for a yeah. real long time. Yeah. And, uh, I definitely think that it turned into like, I realized it was more of a, you could do it and be very intelligent and it would amplify that if you were versus right. the, you know, the association I had with those that weren't and that did that, like, uh, yeah, or like yeah, that you know, of... like I'm not hanging out with him, but like mm-hmm. you do it and you're like, oh shit, like this is, this is actually like something I could get down with. Yeah. I was lucky my first time getting high after I smoked, like I said, a couple of times, didn't, didn't really get affected. I was in the same boat too. I'm like, what is it? I'm just coughing. Nothing's happening. 
Then I got high, and the first time I got high was also my first experience with sriracha. So it was like, you want to talk about two, like, euphoric situations? You make that re- relation all the time now? Oh, yeah. It's like, it was, <laughs> Is that his go-to? At my buddy Henry's house. Yeah, my, He's like... I. I really good friend of mine, uh, Vietnamese buddy. And I always associate his house with like really good, like traditional Vietnamese food. But Hot. like, I also associate it with the first time that it was like this cheap junk dollar, like a Mexican frozen burrito. And it was like my first time I had Sriracha and it was the first time I was high. And like, that's the other memory that comes. So it's like, they're so contradicting from like good traditional Vietnamese pho to like cheap, yeah, one dollar Mexican burrito law. The first time I was big. Did you hide? <laughs> but so you guys got your first experience with cannabis when you guys were pretty. Well, you, you were older. I was you were really young. Yeah. There was a big. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a big difference between that. Yeah. We were when, all about that soda can tech. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it was love at first sight for you. Uh, yeah, I mean it was like also too because like I had homies. Mm-hmm. Well, I had homies that like were in it and had been in it, and I was still like you know chilling with them all the time. By I in just, it, do you mean like in it, in it, or just like? I mean, if I mean, how in it can you be at 16, 17 years no, old? No, no, you're right. You know, yeah, like yeah, they no. were, yeah. you know, like oh shit, dude, we're We've all gonna save up. We're all gonna buy a quarter. <laughs> and that was you know? 2008 too. That's a big time. <laughs> That's a huge play. That's a huge hundred dollar quarter. We're getting a deal. Like, so when did the so where were you guys at now this time? Like Maine, you guys are. Both born and raised in Maine, you said. No, where, no. where were we at um, now? I'm from, so I'm from Mass originally, like Lynn area, mm-hmm. and then I was I was in New Hampshire. So like, <clears throat> it was wild when we moved from when we lived in Lynn, like like you know smoking pot, doing any types of drugs wasn't really like a thing because like you see the people around us and we're like, yeah, I'm never touching any of that shit. Then we moved to New Hampshire, <clears throat> it was a whole different, <clears throat> whole different world. Like kids in like the burbs do th- you know they do things and like right. don't get in trouble for them. And yeah, it was like you know then a whole introduction and then dare class like you know so many yeah. people were like well what's you know what's this all about go to that party and you know mm-hmm. whatever next thing was next thing and i was i was like right down the street from him i was in the north shore mass and like the you know so did you guys know each other at all was there no. any no when it's did been you guys, later it's only been more meet? recent yeah. correct when did you like, guys meet when did this i'm trying to come to the idea of when wisely hash became a thing well, hold on. Well, when was the when like when the transition happened from just like a recreational like or medicinal small time use for you guys to when you guys started into that industry whether it was individual or together was that a first did you guys take those yeah, first like steps that. together or were those individual paths at first individual right yeah yep. yeah i mean we've been we've been doing the thing as wisely for like two years now mm-hmm. together roughly i mean but because we were like we were cultivating and and you know serving patients and stuff like that before we started branding and did the mm-hmm. logo and all that stuff like the right the actual branding stuff's only been like about about a year um when did that union what year was it that the kind of um meeting point the for you even not under wisely for for the for the two of you or were there uh, different members in it when we met or yeah. when we started as caregivers started as caregivers so you oh, came yeah. together as wisely uh, that's when it first started so two years ago uh, uh, yeah i mean but you knew of each other before that a little a little bit before that not too much yeah. not like too much before that we um, we had probably crossed paths and not even known it we yeah, right. once we started talking it was every, it was absolutely insane you know the you Number know the, the we connections we yeah. had and mm-hmm. doing the places that we had been in together mm-hmm. without being together um but we were obviously independent cultivators um, yep. to start, just sure. as everyone kind of was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was it seventeen? Yeah, I want to say like seven. We 17. met. Yeah. Like for and like chopped it up for like a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, through a, a mutual acquaintance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
And then at that point, it was just kind of like, well. Would you guys have been into um, processing more? Uh, well, two years ago, would BHL have been uh, predominating, uh, pretty much dominating on what you were creating prior to? Oh, well, it would have started at Shatter, I'm assuming, way back in the day. Well, yeah, you guys. Open blast <laughs> yeah, some tubes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we never did yeah. any. We're not chemists. We never no. did any right. of that. Uh, you know, like, I, well, you know, everybody. Well, when you guys met, too, was prep post-2015 when the whole rosin thing kind of started. So you yeah. guys were probably, yeah. when you guys went into it right at 2017, there was already some solventless ideas churning, I assume? Um, not uh, not really. I mean, a little bit. I mean, because a little bit, but not not really. I mean, we met because we had, like, a, like he said, we had a mutual friend, and he was he actually was his, his neighbor in a building, and he mm-hmm. was like, yo, you got to come and meet this guy. Like, And I was like, all right. So we went over and met him. We just, like, it clicked, you know, yep. whatever, like, uh, uh, a lot of parallels in the way we think and, and the way that we operate and values that we hold. The ways um, you were thinking cultivation-wise? Just, just being in this entire, you know, microcosm of the main cannabis, you know, mm-hmm. game. Like yeah. it There was, was a lot of thoughts that you guys shared. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There was, you know, the yeah. articulation and the ability to actually, like, you know be someone that you could collaborate with instead of just like you know big up and and oh i do this and i do that like oh you know we're very receptive we both like to listen mm-hmm. so and then we we talked to you guys before this <laughs> and it's you guys are very hands-on owners of a company you guys are right in the mud of it seven days a week like we we're talking to you it's like it was so hard you guys were one of our hardest people to get up here and now mm-hmm. we get it wise like you guys yeah. are very inter like intertwined within your company yeah, but you guys are doing the washing the growing yeah. and that seems very important and it comes through because yeah. of like what the conversations we've had the relationship that you've had with each strain you were able to right. i mean it was in the the washing it's just the the capability that you guys are at it's pretty crazy because of the we'll, we'll get to that but i guess we what i should start with too is can you explain the name we talked about it off yeah. mic a little bit but well, it seems simple but right. it's pretty well, unique like but well backtracking for a second like the the being involved in, in everything is by design you know what i mean like there's nothing that goes on in our business that we don't know how to do and we feel if you put yourself in a position where you don't know how to do something in your own company and the person who does leaves or something happens and you, you you put yourself in a pretty vulnerable position and you expose yourself to failure whereas everybody who comes in to work for us to for our organization we train them on what we want done and how we want it done and that's that's kind of where it stands mm-hmm. um and i think you know we again and that's not you know people have their different different approaches not knocking anybody else's right. approach but that's just you know where we you know call it you know again having a little bit of a control, control issue yeah, you know what i mean but it's it's a that exposure like we just never want to have how many employees you know? do you kind of uh fall in part would you guess um i think we have three full-time employees right now and then we have like you know we have trimmers and we have people who come in and sure, help yeah, like, the crew said yeah the crew you know the people who come in do and you help keep that perpetual where it's uh the harvesting every week every couple weeks is that what you like from the garden um, or, or is it that short a time frame between harvest? I, I, I think that like you're better off to, um, you're better off to work on one thing at a time. Um, I call it like the, you know, the dance. Like when you first start growing, it's like one foot in front of the other. You're learning how to walk. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you take one thing and then you do the next thing, and you know, you do one step at a time, and then as you get better, you can, you know, two step and overlap, and then at a certain point, it becomes a ballet mm-hmm. uh, where you can, you can, you know, manage. A lot of moving parts um so 
No, we don't. We're not like a weekly takedown. I feel like at that point you're going to be stretched very thin. You mm -hmm. won't be able to focus on what you need to do um, as far as like good point. getting things. Let's focus on this task, get it done, move mm -hmm. on to the next task, mm -hmm. get it done, and complete A before we move to B. I don't want to be looking at you know point C before we're done with A. Right. So is the efficiency mm -hmm. and precisionness that you guys look for is it probably that common denominator that you found in each other? Definitely, because mm -hmm. like even with our with our you know our team that we bring in, like we don't have a lot of people. We just have really good people mm -hmm. and so like you know like one person can do the work of three or four people just because they're good you know mm -hmm. what i mean like that's that's kind of like quality over quantity yeah. with everything uh, oh yeah mm -hmm. if, it, if it goes past just your just your product and it becomes a culture of your business it can be really effective mm -hmm. Can we just talk about the name really quickly? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying like, to talk I thought we answered that. that. No, we, we didn't. No, we no, no, I jumped jump back. That was no, my fault. Fine, it's fine. Totally cool. He said, well, let me but start is, by this. No, 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 no. It is, it is wise. It's trade. It is wise. So, and where did that come, come up with? Was it just like, and how did you guys come up with that? I wanted the moment where you guys had this aha moment. You know, because someone was just telling me this today. They're like, I feel like the hardest thing in business is coming up with a name. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I feel like you got a lot coming at yeah. you, but I get where you're at at the same point because yeah. it is a very hard like starting point, you know. I mean, I think it just kind of embodies our thought process. Um, I mean, yeah, it, like you know, do things with wisdom, do things with with uh, intent, intent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and 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 really put thought into what you're doing. Like a lot of people have a, a tendency to do a lot of like knee jerk things or, or react based on like emotion as opposed to you know planning and and and, and um being meticulous i guess you could say and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it came from that you know like because you know again using using the wisdom there and then if those are your habits right. those aren't bad habits to have if no. you enjoy being that way if right. you're you've got to be built that way mentally you have right. to be focused like that and, and see an end goal mm -hmm. Or, right. or or not an end goal. Right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. Right. Sort of a path that's good for everybody right. involved. And then our, in our planning, you know, we it just kept coming up like we need to do this wisely, we need to do that wisely. And we're like, right. well, you know, it kind of it kind of plays. And then we say, you know, there's the choose wisely, smoke wisely, melt wisely. It just you know kind of the the double entendre. And then Bill Belichick idea, wanted to steal the smoke wisely one from he, you guys, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We try to take that you know that that Belichickian approach. I mean, you know. No, you certainly. Know, like, but, it made me think but, that too. Yeah. And there's been an efficiency that you can admire in that model. Right. Right. It's just a thing of beauty. And like we, we talked about back at, back at your store, like is again, you know, conveying that to, to the patients or, or to the consumers, um, you know, making more intelligent choices with what they're consuming and, and talking and educating them on, you know, terpenes and cannabinoids and flavonoids and all, you know, all the whole gamut mm -hmm. of like what it is. It's not just, you're not just doing a dab. You're not just smoking flour. You're, you know, do it with intent. You know, the, this 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 plant has so many has so many characteristics that you can you can be more specific about how you're consuming, what you're consuming, and why you're consuming mm -hmm. it. And that's kind of kind of where we we came from with that. Yeah, because I feel like the uh, <clears throat> what what we all tend to uh, you know oversee is that we're so in it, 
and all of us that are within the the you know this cannabis business we tend to look at each other but don't realize that the consumer is so far behind educationally from where we are standing yeah they are that like yeah, are. you might throw something to the wayside because you deem it a, an old trend Mm-hmm. Or it's something like scat, that. Scary too. Yeah. Yeah. That and happens. it's like, yo, they don't even know mm-hmm. yet. Definitely. Like, c- educate, 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 and at that point, they'll consume in a more. And mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like this should be said too. If you're Healthy, sitting at home, Smart. if you're sitting at home and you get yeah. offended by that line, you're probably not the one we're talking about. We're talking <laughs> about like your general consumer, yeah. like someone that's just come in, like yeah. for the first time. Like, yes, there is like there is a difference where there's a learning curve, but most right. of the time, people that understand the hash industry right. to some extent have a little bit more in depth of knowledge right. of like what's yeah. going on. Because people people are still dabbing on dark slabs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's we have. I mean, we work with patients anywhere from 18 to 85, and that's kind of where it came from too. Is that you know you have your people who are a little more heady, a little more in the know, and the people again who are brand new, mm-hmm. and you have to instead of trying to you know make them you know we, we want them to be comfortable, you all know, inclusive, we, all inclusive. Right. Like we want everybody to be you know to be okay with dabbing hash, you know what I mean? Like or just smoking flowers or, or whatever. Like but people will come in and they'll be scared, you know? They're like, this is my first time ever, you know, in a shop. This is my first time ever with a caregiver. I just got my patient card, yeah, you know, a week ago, and I've I've never like this has been. You know, a scary thing to me my whole my whole life. We have to try to figure out a way to make it more comfortable for them because we want, like Jim just said, inclusive. Like mm-hmm. you know, not exclusive, inclusive. I was not. I just wasn't part of that era. Like you know, I ended up. Coming up in a time like when I made that transition from flour to smoking concentrates was right at the time of like when hash rosin became popular and I was put in a position where I, you know, that's like when Suds and Buds was making his like big push and I had a bunch of friends that were going through Suds and Buds so I was always like, you know, smoking some really good hash so I like I dabbled in diamonds a couple times. It was actually from like Ganja Candy Factory. I think he was using Coast to Coast at the time. But um yeah like i wasn't a fan of diamonds i just didn't like i didn't yeah. like the, how the hydrocarbon i could always like taste yeah. it in my throat it hit me in a weird way so i stuck with hash yeah. so, I, flour rosin was the first thing i should say actually oh, yeah were you then suppressed? It went to yeah, hash. Yeah. yeah that was a, that was the thing for a minute so you're, mm-hmm. you're yeah your your entry is fairly fairly new then mm-hmm. yeah but like i mean that's the thing is you say like you know rosin's become popular but the reality is like people still don't know what rosin is yet you know what i mean like we we talk to people who own, yeah, who own right. stores and we say like oh we have live rosin and they get it confused with like live resin and like it's you know even in the general consumer still you know like i said still doesn't hasn't you know become acclimated to it yet like you know but it's growing it's growing in popularity because it's just you know it's a cleaner medicine and people are do you want to use this as a moment to talk about live rosin and and it like what it could mean for the consumer well, like what, right, what that process it leads right into what i was ta- about to bring up is like can we establish like preference of both of you guys when it comes to what do you really prefer is it a full melt and hash rosin and then can we dive a little bit into like what are both of those like you know i feel like some people hear full melt all the time and every company has a little bit slight variation of like what they really consider their full melt so if we get your guys opinion on what embodies your full melt and the preference of uh between you guys is two you know between the hash rosin or a melt you want that or you want me to do that? Mm. 
I mean, well, it's, it's like food, man. It's yeah, like food. It's, like it, you, just because you don't, just because you prefer something or don't prefer something, doesn't make it better or worse. You right, know, they can yeah. all be good, and you can just have your own preference. Like mm-hmm. I don't like olives, but like mm-hmm. if I was making a pizza and somebody ordered it and they like they liked olives, I'd load that shit up. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah so right. I mean, like, yeah, a lot of people pr- like base it on like on micron. You know what I mean? Like on on the size of the size of the micron mm-hmm. right, that the, that you're that you're pressing out or like washing whatever. You know what I mean? But for I'm more of like a terp you know yeah. a terp type of per, you know what I mean it's gotta it's more, taste good it's gotta taste good that's like you know not so much like you know like what's the size of the head what's the, you know the size of the stock like what's what's the flavor the flavor mm-hmm. the flavor flavor and, and I'm more of a full spec uh, I'm, I feel full spec all the way cause, so you know, it'll be a hash rose on them for you, ha- oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely I mean cause you, you know you want that full body effect mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you don't because on that, yeah. you're looking, when you're full melt too, and so just so most people, I guess, we've repeated on some other episodes, but your full melt really comes between 73 at the at the minimum, most of the time 90, 120 U, but you can, I guess, ever sometimes a 73. I mean, it also depends on where it's grown too. <laughs> yeah, like, we got, we got a homie. Some, I've heard some people pull it yeah. even lower. Dude, too, we, so. got, we got a homie who told us about like doing washes in Puerto Rico, and he says, you won't catch shit in any of those bags. The 25 bag is going to have all your heads because the trichome head's smaller because it's near the equator. Yeah, you know, so it's like you because gotta, they're shriveled because uh, yeah, yeah, you right. gotta think. It's I was where just the listening head to something too that It's not yeah. what the number is. Mm-hmm. It's not any of that shit. I mean, we can when in the in the in the two twenty cleanout bag, you could catch heads if they're friggin' massive. Mm-hmm. GMO is just a such a huge headed plant. Mm-hmm. You could you could start up in the microns to like say one sixty, one sixty five, and like and that's why we see. I think a lot of times that if people's true spec or full spec or mixed micron of the GMO comes out really good looking. You know, yeah, like that. it's also too like I've gotten to a point where like if I've had like a good 90 uh, like rosin or a good 120 U rosin and like honestly I feel like it's so clean I don't get as stoned mm. uh, I've, uh, we've had wow. this before there was yeah. deeper conversations about mixed micron and the individual bags me and my buddy Owen we always used to say that the full spec mixed micron true spec used to get us way more high yeah. we, like, we thought it was the combination of the cannabinoids and there was more THC with, with the, all the spectrums versus just the 9120, which mm-hmm. had a more of a yeah, terpene like, profile. Like anything. I mean, and it, it, it comes down to, I mean, your plant too. I mean, because the size of your plant makes an impact on what type of heads you get. You know, you get a, a bigger plant, a smaller plant, the heads are going to be different. You know, the nutrients you use, the light, the, you know, the, the, the environmental conditions. Like, mm-hmm. so it's not... I mean, I guess it's just, it's hard. It's a hard question to answer because it's such a personal, it wasn't it's a such study a personal of preference trial question, and you know? error to find what kind of environments you wanted or how you wanted to like, start growing. What people think is like, oh, if you do this, you're going to get that plant to make good hash. Like, no, like mm-hmm. it's, it's the same exact thing where like, and you can't see us right now, but like, I'm, I'm not a tall dude and Cal's a very tall dude. It's in your genetic makeup. Like all you're doing is giving it the environmental factors to make it the best it can be. And if you mm-hmm. get it there, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously you can play with UV light. Yeah. You can play with, you know, tossing in a mixed spectrum or, you know, CMH, metal halide, whatever you want to do to create more crystal content. But like, it's really just facilitating that plant to, to give it everything it wants when it wants it. And Mm -hmm. it will give you everything you want when you want it. Mm -hmm. But you have to realize too, there's some plants that are super greasy that won't wash. Oh yeah, right. And it's, and it, like, and Very low to go, yield. To go back, 3% or so? Yeah, to no, go back. Lower even than that, it'd be to, like a 1% on the fresh frozen. Yeah. yeah. To go back on your question, like, because it was like, what do you, can, like, what is considered full melt, what's considered full spec is pretty standard across the board. It's more of like, what do we prefer to dab on? Like, mm-hmm. as opposed, you know, because again, like everyone's going to give you the same answer. Right. Like, you know, but it, it's, so it's not like so, so simple as that, as like, you know, what, what do you consider to be full? Because they'd be like, oh, you know, the, the, 
the 220 is full melt. Like, no, like, no it's, that's a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like those types of things. But, well, we like rosin. We like rosin. rosin. Right. Wet, terpy, rosin. Nice. Cold care. The batter mm-hmm. that's batter. got enough of like a, it'll stay on the dabber. It's not going to crumble on you. It's not going to dry out. Mm-hmm. It's going to get wetter over time. It looks slightly sugary. Like I love this stuff. Mm. That, like I had some Stravacana from 207 and I looked at uh, some of your, what was it? The uh, a flan cake? Uh, first class funk. First class funk. Mm. That's what it was. And it had like that like wet, mm. battery, slightly sugary look to it. Like, you needs know, to like sweat. A, those mm-hmm. are the terps, man. Came from you know some some of our, our friends out in out in Boulder. Okay. Um, like you know right. like was, that was more of the catalyst as to you know exactly what we wanted to produce and how we wanted to produce okay. it. Right. Sure. Um, you know because again like he, he has his very specific way of of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like you know this is it like you know we we you know we dabbed on it we watched the process we did you know it, we, this is this is we're what happy we, with this, this is what this we produces want. This is what we this want. is what you want. Right. Because Speaking that's that's part of our thing is like nothing goes out that we wouldn't consume ourselves mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and that's like you know we're we're the gatekeepers in, in that regard trying to make mm-hmm. sure because you said yeah. that you made a hash for quite a while like six months before you actually released any that you were trying to get it to that point where it was well, we know we no. <laughs> we sat we we sat <laughs> what dude like we gotta, we gotta <laughs> the thing is like you gotta realize like you can't like we we jumped off a cliff and built a plane on the way down. Like yeah. you know, it was like we got to figure this out. We know what we want to be. <laughs> we know what our skill set is, and how do we like, how do we make that larger? And right. hash was the next thing because mm-hmm. cultivation. Like if people think that like, doing this is just as as like small as cultivation. I feel like that's like ten to fifteen percent of the actual business. Yeah. You know, like you got to get that down and be so down with that. You don't have to worry anymore. And yeah, now, right. now comes innovation and efficiency and process and like being able to how do you how do you make it so that you can uh, achieve consistency of a product that the consumer knows will be the same this time and next mm-hmm. time and the time afterwards. Yeah. And and that just comes with developing method yeah. and being comfortable with your method and like. I mean, we didn't, we, when we learned, we didn't have the ability to implement because the lab and the, and the, the stuff takes time to build and to have the right parameters and to like, I'm not going to go wash hash in a 70 degree room just to wash hash. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until I can control things to where right. like what, I'm not going to waste my time. I just wasted six months growing that plant. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to, I'm just going to do it and, and like, and screw it up or get a product that yeah, I'm not happy with right. mm-hmm. because it has value before you turn it into hash. Why screw it up if you're not going to do it well? And right. then, and then there's nothing out of it right. if you don't do yeah. it well. Right. And in that sense, or there's and minimal then, return. And it changes, point. it also changes the entire reputation of the company. If we're trying to be, uh, you know, if we're trying to be a wisely, quality, if you're trying to be, yeah, right. that, that, exactly. like you said, you have to yeah. maintain that. Yeah. So we, you, you were talking about, you like the, the consistency that's, you know, terp sweating and stuff like that. What we've asked a lot of other people is what cure method do you prefer in your hash? Like you don't have to get too involved with your tech, obviously, but like just <laughs> generally speaking, like what are some of the things that like you guys do compared to like when you see out there, we've heard of jar tech, cold cure, things like that. Cold cure for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some, some stuff coming down the line, I guess you could say that it's a little bit different processes but yeah the, the the cold cure the batter the wet batter is the way is the way we yeah like, we feel we want to go i feel like ultimately what people got to realize is like the hash maker's job is to preserve the grower's work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's their job don't screw up and preserve the grower's work if you can't take the credit for it being amazing if the guy didn't grow it amazing right so like 
all you're doing is making it and waiting like a fine wine until mm -hmm. it's ready. And mm -hmm. if it was great before it went in and you kept it great on the way out, it's going to be great coming out of that jar. Fire There's nothing you yeah. can do along that process to make it any better. Right. Have you guys, can, can, what is your opinion on the crashing out, the diamonds, things like that that you see people doing a lot of a... Uh, like a jam? Oh, yeah. well, jam, that's yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. Like a yeah. Big, I wanted to ask about but jams. But you've seen some people like Roz and Ryan and... Like, you know, Diabolio, I think it works for them. There's like the, they went to Jared's guys. Like some of them are making some really big boulders solventless, like through solventless processing. Oh, it's very, very possible. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's, but the thing is, like we were saying earlier, all those dudes are three years ahead of the consumer. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we almost up here in this state innovate mm -hmm. for the consumer and like or for, more for each other than the consumer where it's like oh he's doing that i gotta do this let's push forward let's push forward and the consumer's left in the dust mm -hmm. so like we're That's a really good point we're working on like, like okay yeah, yeah it, we're in the know are. we're very clearly in the know mm -hmm. so if we're in the know we're going to be looking for the next thing but like what about the people that just dabbed hash rosin for the first time like now oh you gotta have you have hash rosin but now here's some jam and now here's some solventless right. you know diamonds yeah. and yeah, you know and, all, and you're mm -hmm. too much to i feel like you're right that, that statement t stands very true when you think of the pricing too because mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of times you're like you know why wouldn't someone spend money on hash rosin when it comes to hash rosin versus shatter but there's no education behind it or like there's yo, no they, they haven't jump. gone through the yeah it's like that's a big jump too <laughs> like that they haven't gone through the product because we've all been there where we smoked shatter we've gone to the libraries and our diamonds and we've gone to the hash rosin these people are just starting and like us being us i feel like we expect them to make no. that leap of faith know, so quick to know what we know but mm -hmm. we're in we're in a bubble yeah you know? it's a little bit of a different presence you guys have a store as well okay it's an office <laughs> we've we've been there um up with them um on that level and talking about hash isn't something a lot of them have an awareness of you those who walk into the store know that they're looking for hash mm -hmm. they they already but if they're going in and that's not one of their menu choices mm -hmm. to begin it you need to introduce it to them but that takes a little bit of an education and telling mm -hmm. them, you know, what is going through, what, what's happening. Um, that's going to probably be a greater benefit going forward here in the next year or two for mm -hmm. promoting mm -hmm. different types of extracts or should it be solely on stores? How much, how much of a outreach can we, can we get? I mean, I think it's everybody's responsibility. <clears throat> it is. You know what I mean? It? Like it, realistically, it's, you know, our job as manufacturers to, educate the stores and the consumers and the store's jobs to edu educate you know their customers on what it is they're consuming um so it's not like you know kind of like a finite thing but at like we said as people become more comfortable that education is going to start to happen it's just providing starting to provide the resources to mm -hmm. patients to stores to do that education well you guys made a not just assuming they're just going to go on instagram or they're going to google it themselves because most people aren't going to we do live that there because so we almost assume everybody you does a huge, right you know? yeah. a huge jump though and a big uh a big thing of progress that i've no one else has been doing and i think it's going to be huge is like a bud tender box like you said right. like we want to provide bud tenders with and me and carrie have had this conversation time and time again where it's like what bar do you go to and we were talking about this earlier too me and you uh 
that you like ask a bartender, can I try a spear? And they haven't even at least tried a sip of it. Right. You know, even if they can't really drink it, a lot of times they'll put it in their mouth and spit it out. You know, mm -hmm. that way they can at least taste it. It's like when you go to a bartender, will have tried at one of everything for the most part. Mm -hmm. So that way they have a general at a good bar. Mm -hmm. So when that like when that basic business approach is applied to like anything else, like at the cannabis industry, like you guys are trying to do, right. I think it's amazing. And it's it like, makes totally makes sense. It's like we tell you know our, our guys who interact with our patients like the answer it's fire is never acceptable you know oh, what i mean no. like it's never yeah. never yeah. acceptable mm -hmm. to be like oh what's that like oh it's we've fire. lost like, any kind of value yeah, to that you know, now. like and it's really trust enough, is we're gone. yeah, yeah you know, it is. like it is it, right and it needs yeah. to be trust was gone in 2005 yeah. with that <laughs> <laughs> yep but like i definitely think that's exactly it like you don't want to buy something from somebody that you think doesn't know and if you're going to ask a question, there at least has to be somewhat of an educated response. Mm -hmm. And like that is going to build some sort of, even if it's momentary trust with that individual to where their opinion is valued enough for you to base yours off of it. Mm. But it's all evolving. You know what right. I mean? Like we're all, we're all learning, you mm -hmm. know, like we're all trying, like, because we're trying to figure, trying to figure out how to be a store. We're trying to be, figure out how to be manufacturers. You know, everyone, people are trying to figure out how to be consumers. Yeah. We're it's, really only a year, year and yeah. a half in, in this yeah, world. I mean, I mean think really about new. it like a, a year, a year ago, like we couldn't even sell to each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we could only have one employee, you know, we, we, we had so many limitations. Like we couldn't have stores. We couldn't have, you know, this is still brand new. And it always yeah. takes 30 days. It always takes 30 days yeah. for your employees to be valid. They're not yeah. supposed to. You've yeah. hired them, but don't get a job for 30 days. We need some trial or something. Because yeah. like, what if you get an employee and they suck and you got to get rid of them? Quick. Yeah. <laughs> you went through the whole carding process and yeah. you waited the 30 days and then 10 days into them working for you, you cut them loose because they didn't do well. Yeah. You know, like there should be some. It sort does create for a little bit more bootleg to that approach. Uh, which puts them it puts it in the wrong, but it's the realistic uh, yeah. quick move. It has to happen sometimes. Also, yeah. we I feel like we've staffed pretty good right now. We like where the our past, store feels, but it wasn't that way say a month ago. Hmm. You know, it was it didn't have that within the past year or so though too. We the banking has opened up slightly yeah. for the cannabis industry within Seaport. That might have mm -hmm. been that was definitely within the past year. Yeah. So some big things have happened, and that's just even like, before that, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've I had believe. A Seaport yeah, account it's for a been a while. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they, they just expanded to some other. I don't know what it was. They were welcoming debit card transactions or something like that. Yeah. There was something that happened within the past, uh, within the past maybe about definitely. six months, give or take. I don't know yeah. what it was, but maybe we'll have to figure that out. Uh, but I guess I, one thing I really wanted to bring up too is we talked a lot about you guys, but let's talk about some other people in a good way. Who else do you guys? Yeah. Who else do you guys prefer to this smoke? Is where the, this is where you guys get the good content, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, who else do you guys prefer to smoke? They're like, what other brands do you find yourself like? We're gonna sound up? like absolute assholes. We are. Mm -hmm. Like we don't go out and smoke anybody else's stuff. And it's mm -hmm. not for lack of their product. It's not because they're not good. It's literally like we, we have blinders on every day. Like we're just so focused on what we're putting out and what mm -hmm. we have and what we're producing that like I'm, I don't doubt that we will once we get out of work seven days a week, you know, 12 hours a day at some point, we'll go out and experience that. But like, yeah, we've had, you know, we've, we've, I mean, we just had a, a, bit of a relationship with Teddy a while ago to where when we first started we were we were smoking on his stuff because it was what was available but now it's we've just been smoking our stuff for a very 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 long very time variable too, right. so. and to like again peel back the, the question a little bit it's less like less us seeking out what other hash makers are making and more us seeking out 
high quality cultivators that we can process their material and we can wash their flavors Mm -hmm. their terps have you had any do you mind us asking about that have you had any people that you like really have enjoyed working with in that sense too like cultivation wise yeah definitely i mean like we have like uh, like pine cone cultivation puts out some heat Um, coconostra Coconostra that could just puts out fire all the time yeah really Um, you know we do work with lonely bones um Mm -hmm. uh uh, stinky, sticky, stinky, uh, stinky, stinky, ink. stinky ink, like um, Stella's Farm, Stella's Farm, uh, uh, um, Grown East, like you know, um, a, a lot of people. Were a lot were, of those relationships? Did you have uh, some of those well, well before? Uh, a, yeah. cu- a couple of them. Some of them were were new, you know, for, in whatever capacity got you know their hands on on some of our work, and mm-hmm. you know we ended up connecting. But some some people, you, you know, uh, we we reached out to, and we're like, hey, you know, you put out Fire Flower, like let, we want to wash some you know, to put on the shelf to provide to our patients, like in a small batch. And right. that's kind of how, how we approach it as opposed to, you know, trying to seek out like other, other There other was a first off. time, wasn't, wasn't there a first time though, you had to prove that reputation as wisely? Uh, Maybe they're about to prove the reputation. Or, the or had that already, <laughs> had, had that already, the, the that relationship was, had been so open before it was a no. It was more just like if, you know, if we're willing to if we're willing to do it with all of our stuff and we can get it to where like they could try ours and they like ours then maybe we'll get the privilege of touching theirs mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah you know so it started with you guys great first. respect to, for and that's yeah. a lot of like you have to put some like that's one thing i've learned is you always have to be able to risk something of yours like there has to be some skin in the game and once you've done it a couple times to your product people are like all right they're willing to do it to theirs mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i might as well give it a try mm-hmm. on mine anything that's stuck out in your mind strain wise that you've washed from them or yourself like when you think of hash making and yourself doing it what's like one strain you wish you could do every day day in and day out and it's probably different for each of you because it's a preference Say, thing. None. None, yeah. I mean, we, flavors, flavors. Yeah, you just like flavors. change it every day. Yeah. Like, it's like, come yeah. on, like, you want to, I don't know, life is, variety is the spice of life. Like, is there any that you've washed that you really have enjoyed, like, turp profile-wise that you'd like to share that maybe is not on your shelf anymore, not in rotation, but, like, is it really nostalgic? Um... No. no, you guys yeah. never feel that way about it. No, it's, it's like, it seems no, like it's I mean, like, the, we're such no. like a consumer-based like you know no. generation where we just chew things up. When and you spit guys have a lot of variety too, yeah, and you guys and pump it up pretty fast. And like, it's like a, a, a mood, a, I guess you could say like a mood-based thing. Like you know, today I feel like this. Today, tomorrow I feel like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, and, and again, it's. It's Tropicana cookies. Trop cookie. Oh yeah, Tropicana. That cookies. There we go. We got it. I knew we would. You know, like there's one that like you're like this isn't weed. This yeah. doesn't even. This isn't. Yeah, even, yeah. This isn't. Yeah. Hash, no this way. isn't weird. Really? This is. This is. It tastes fake. It, yeah, yeah, it's not even real. People, yeah. You added stuff to it. No, mm-hmm. we didn't. Like, just facilitated the growth of that gorgeous plant. Mm-hmm. It's all it was. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No. There, there's always like I feel like someone has to have that one thing that, like sticks in their head. Um, I try to think like I said that great popsicle is pretty cool. I wish you guys could have. Uh, there was more for you guys to see. Um, there's always just those strains like we've had it too like even like flower wise like I know everyone's got to see it it's overhyped now but banana bread like I yeah. just that I can always get that nose yeah yeah we want we do we do a, a fair amount of wash for for lonely bones on the banana bread and that's I mean that's that's definitely a, a um it's up there it's up there yeah definitely because it's super unique there's no there's no terps out there like like that. no not like that you know, no, like not at sure, all but yeah, that, that is like, what's special about it that yeah. we've had something like that here yeah. and I, I, I think it's those type of genetics, or I know it was backseed, yeah. but <clears throat> like pulled that way, but those type of uh, genetics move towards genetics mm-hmm. like that. He's obviously going into the next phase of what he'd like to start growing as well. Uh, but so there seems to be a little bit of a, of a desire for creating a menu. Your menu gets created. 
Do you split duties on that or, or is it, I mean, what you're bringing in, it sounds like you're always ahead or playing right where you want to be as far as tempo and speed wise genetics and, and your endeavors into extraction, hash and whatever might be the next step for you. I mean, I think we, we have conversations as far as like, okay, well, timing wise, we're going to pop this bean. It's going to grow to a certain size. We're going to flip it. We're going to find it. We're going to wash it like winters in Maine. People like Indica summers in Maine. People like Sativa. You sure. got to, and you got to plan that six months ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like you can't be in the middle of July, like shit, I should have some, some nice sativa. Like, Oh, you have that come November. So, you know, <laughs> constant tough, tough rotation to too, the mm -hmm. constant rotation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beans every month. Pop a lot of seeds. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's He's continual. It's not He's... just a push. It's continual. Rents, rents due every month mm -hmm. and that's 30 seeds, you sure. know, like just mm -hmm. keep going. Cause you know, you're gonna, you we're never satisfied. I mean, we can literally have eight flavors of hash that we just put out on the shelf that we put out last week. And that person that comes in, they're like, what else you got? Got anything new? Yeah. What else you got? Oh, I know. Yeah. You we, know, yeah, you know that and like too. for, for the for <laughs> yeah. working in the garden, it a little, you know, it's like, difficult, man. Yeah. It's difficult to be like, all right. Yeah. But by the way, to coming down the pipe, I got another eight flavors that don't worry. You'll see them in two weeks. Like, well, that was six months ago mm -hmm. that I knew that you'd be coming in every other week looking for something new. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of planning. Mm -hmm. And that's part of why we, why again, cause you know, our limitations on plant count and things like that, like you guys know why we try to work with just quality cultivators, like people who have that, you know, that mindset as well, that, that they're looking for, constantly looking for flavors, like constantly looking for, for new phenos. And like that, that helps as well us, you know, kind of, kind of fill the shelf. Do you think that those like, so there's a big argument or there's a big discussion as far as like who survives this game? Is it going to be like, is a, your big scale going to survive or how many, it, like I, this is how I view it. There's a lot of people right now trying to play the massive scale up market, which mm -hmm. are like, yes, I want to throw up these like seven huge flower rooms or these really big greenhouses. And that's really cool. And I think there's going to be a handful of them that can survive, but I feel like that market's going to get really saturated. And then it, your best bet from there is trying to focus on, like you said, like popping a lot of beans, changing your variety, which is it's. I guess it can be easy in a in a in a big facility if you get it mastered. Knowing the scalability it, of what you're capable of That's what I'm saying. It can be easy in a big facility it. if you get it mastered, but getting right. it mastered, I feel like it's a so, really hard thing to do. I think it'll come in in waves. So, you know, the first wave of people to survive will be those who can navigate the policy part of it. You know, what I mean, you can navigate the permitting, who can navigate you compliance. know town bullshit, yes. state bullshit, right. compliance stuff. Then after that. I think it, it's going to be where, where quality will win out. You know, like at first it's going to be sort of a, I mean, because you're talking about adult use, right? Mm -hmm. So like at first it's going to be more of a feeding frenzy where people are just going out and they're just buying whatever because that's what's available. Mm -hmm. But you look at every other market, eventually people become, you know, more educated. You know, you go to states like Colorado or Washington or Oregon or, or you know, not California yet, but now and, <laughs> and you know, when they Never started California. out, when they started out, there was, you know, 50 different types of edibles, 50 different types of hash, you know, all the, and now there's only a handful of products because as the consumer became educated on what they're consuming, the quality is what won out, mm -hmm. you know, not what was necessarily able to be mass produced, if you, you know, so to speak. Yeah. So you're able to identify a lot of the quality around yeah. who's working. And yet you, you've also talked about not having, what, what are, uh, not having tried any of their product either. So you're if making this evaluation. It, like we will have it in front of us and if they allow us to, to, to try it or we buy it back, then obviously we will. Um, 
Yeah, and that's not to say like it's more what, about what how we, they perform. You already right. know how they perform. Right. You already know what they're doing and how they approach their issue, uh, tackle their 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 business, mm-hmm. just like you're tackling yours. And it's probably those that lead to recognizing a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah, I mean, and, and and it's not to say like what we produce or the people that we work with are the only quality producers. because no, right, yeah, right, there's right, a lot no. of people putting out. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I just want to make the. Yeah, right. I want to make that. Sure. You know, clear. Because like you, but, but it's a good group like, of. Right. You yeah, can yeah. see the talent around you. That's that's a good group of talent here. De- definitely, you know, and people who, you know, who, who who just you know have have a similar mentality that we do about like a similar passion, man. Like you have to line up. Like visions yeah. have to be aligned, or things just don't mm-hmm. don't end up working. Right. You know? Like it's. And we're yeah. far from everybody, man. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Like we like yeah. people are like oh. Well, when you work in seven days a week, I think uh, half an hour is pretty far. After it is a while, anything you know, other than really going to my house to and going to work is yeah, far. Yeah, right. You know, yep. and it's it's not for lack of want. But you lived it that way before, wisely. Y- you had, yeah, you yeah. had to. Mm-hmm. up a little bit at the store and it's um it's all it's it's a really hard thing to touch upon obviously because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings in this so we're treading water as well as we can but like the it's hard when you start talking about the markup between wholesale and the price of and it is really expensive for consumers to get it but you guys have done some really cool things to try and lower the cost to the consumer because you want you believe in that you've already said to you guys have stated that if it was a rec market you would be pursuing a higher MSRP. Right. But in a medical market, you believe that making medicine affordable to patients. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and and that's part of, that's part of the, the bringing in, making it more inclusive is putting it at a price point where like people work hard for their money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like where they can afford quality medicine. Like it shouldn't, you know, it's just that belief that people shouldn't be priced out of it. Like, cause then you know, what's the difference between that and, you know, a pharmaceutical company that, you know, jacks the price of insulin or, you know, or, or another mm-hmm. type of medication just for, for the sake of, I'm not saying that's what people are doing, you know what I mean? Not, right. You know, but it just, that was our thought is like, you know, to make it as affordable as possible because we are in a medical program mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and patients are using this, you know, to, to help alleviate whatever or an array of, you know, ailments. And that's kind of where, where we came at it from um, was again, just, you know, to make people more comfortable entering it and, you know, getting more value out of their dollar. And yeah, where we are is a, a, a blue collar community. And, and I feel like most of Maine is, um, we might have a different outlook if we were in a city and we had only been in a city and we had only ever experienced that market. But like, you, you can't, 
you can't price the regular guy out. Well, it's a double-ended sword because we sit here and we're like, why is this community so small? And then we're like, well, if you don't know someone, you're going to have to pay almost $100 a gram (laughs) for one gram of hash rosin. Any consumer looking at that, like we talked about, it's $25 a gram of shatter. You're like, yeah, it's better. It's fire. Mm-hmm. But is in the mind of, they're like, is it four times? I can get four grams four of grams, shatter right. yeah. for one gram of hash rosin in some places. So I get why it's hard to do mm-hmm. it. So the fact of you being able to lower it and showing that there is like some hydrocarbon extractions that creep close to that price point that you guys are offering hash at is good. And it's going to make that transition over for people easier. And I think the, the, the pure variety that you offer at that is mm-hmm. like, that's where it should be. And it's, it's setting a standard because... And it's a longevity pull, I think, obviously, too, because there's, if you look at some other, like, really solid markets to look at, you're hovering right at that price point where it mm-hmm. should be and where it seems like it's sustainable. Oh, below, below the pri- uh, price point that well, it no, needs I mean, to be. Well, no, I mean, it's like an organ where the market settled now, and they even went through the oversaturation, and now, like, I think some companies have been weeded out. Stocks have went really far down for some people. People, <laughs> I think, have lost some money. Uh-huh. Like, it's balanced out for some good stores at right around $60 a gram, and that's mm-hmm. for some, like, some really good, decent, you know, hash rosin for guys that right. have a massive amount of exposure out there. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, people can, can sometimes think that, like, a, a, a lower price point is relative to, like, a lower quality. And that's not what we're really going for. And, and like, no no disrespect to anybody who uses hydro, who does hydrocarbon extractions because there are some people mm-hmm. putting out great quality products out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that our preference, because of what we do, that we want people to consume solventless products. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, from solventless edibles to dabs, you know, to the array of things that we have coming down the pipeline. And so... In order to do that, we have to make it affordable for people. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Uh, We've noticed it. It hasn't existed in this Lewiston Auburn market up until recently that I've I've caught on to. And um, the price of distillate, 100 milligram edibles in stores up here is anywhere between $8 and $12. Well, in some cases, we would get product at that price point to sell at the same milligram dosage from uh, suppliers south of Lewiston Auburn. Mm-hmm. Really all of those businesses that existed at a uh, lower lower dollar value were coming from Turner, from Lewiston, mm-hmm. from uh, I think another one in Auburn for a little while. They were playing it. It wasn't that it was a high quality, it was priced right. Mm-hmm. And that made a difference for, mm-hmm. for what was the accepted number to Right. To, to charge and that and that's where we're at too like you know being comparable is uh, you know our 100 milligram packs of rosin gummies we we retail them at ten dollars mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like, again like it's it's we look at it like medicine like if it's again if we were in the adult use market you know recreational consumers whole different story yeah but msrp just, is ten dollars on that our msrp yeah. is ten dollars that's, that's like that's a i mean you look at the yeah. That's yeah, that's actually really cool because if you look at the whole pricing scale for anyone else's 100 milligrams, that's a full spectrum product. That's a hats off to you guys, seriously yeah. for that. Can it's you, also though because we're vertically integrated, we can mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we 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 have. We, that's yeah, like you just no, said. No in-house product. Exactly. Are there. Single source. Like we we have. You know, we're not having to pay. You know, a cut to Some, all of these. You know, to all the post processors and processors and you know things like that. You know, mm-hmm. to, to continue to mark that up. Like you know, we just have to pay 
our, you know, a member of our team to, to I execute, execute that process. That yeah. I feel like a lot of people, though, speaking to Carrie's point, like it, it started out, everyone wanted to carry those cheap edibles. And the reason was because like it was a business move, but they realized like it carries through on the culture of like everything. It's hard to sit there and push stuff that like you can't stand behind, you know, and, like, and when you have like a, when you have like a really informed. Love the standard that's been set with bras and edibles. Mm-hmm. Love to see what's been going on there. Well, there is mm-hmm. some like true medicinal, like things behind it you're getting right. a full spectrum like there that's what you're looking for in any product right. is a full spectrum you're not right. looking to be limited because it's there's no one thing that we as a bud tender can prescribe obviously to right. any patient but mm. offering someone the full spectrum is going to help right. m- much more than and, and it's sticking with the idea that like a price point doesn't create value or loyalty to your product it's having good product creates value and loyalty to your product like because mm-hmm. you know if your product isn't good it doesn't matter what the price point is people aren't going to want to consume it you yeah. know what i mean so or like, that's like, where yeah. it really starts yeah because mm-hmm. your packaging too because like you can your packaging can look amazing yeah. like you guys to speak that though you guys packaging does look amazing the product is great i've had some of it before i look forward to trying it again uh but you know you see people that have these really amazing packages but no one goes really for the rebuy because it's like the package got you the first time, but it's like, I'm never spending $120 a gram on yeah. that again. The moment you know? of truth, you know, mm-hmm. the, the moment of truth, they, call it, you know, they the call it the first moment of truth is when a consumer comes back and says, I really liked this. Mm-hmm. I want it again. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we're striving for. Mm-hmm. Repeats. How many, uh, how many storefronts have you started to, or, or, or pushed towards what kind of relationship? Yeah, where are you guys there? in right now? Um, I mean the same thing. So we, you know, we have our office, so we service our, our, our patients there. Sure. Um, but you know, the same thing with, you know, the, like we said, with the, the processing as a service, it's not something we've necessarily chased down, you know, or right. Really it, came, it came, it came not for you not a yet. little bit more well, so. a little bit but not not like for anything more than just like our time you know our time we're strapped for time so it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Hard. again like we don't like we said we want to have a hand in everything we want to be the ones to approach the stores and build the relationships with the stores before we send somebody else to go and do the deliveries and go and you know educate the stores on what the new products are and things like that to make sure that we have that foundation that base but um right now we're in uh we're in green trucks um in berwick uh, north berwick we're in kind farms in uh, Berwick, um, Stash Inc. Uh, we're in, in Green Gnome in Portland. Um, you guys, thank you very much for. No, thank <laughs> you. Know, we're thank you. To be I can see shop. it happening a little you know, bit more as um, well, allowing us to expand out. We're, yeah, we're in East Coast Gold. Uh, East Coast Gold. Um, uh, did I forget anybody? I don't want to like. I mean, we've been in Beach Boys and Fire on Beach Four. Beach Boys and Fire on Four. They were actually the mm-hmm. first first ones to give us a shot. So we, you know, we we really appreciate that. And awesome. We, we actually. So when we first went into them we we kind of peeled back a little bit and we were like you know we need to refine and define our process a little bit better before we really hit the store thing kind of hard because it was at a time when like you know a whole a lot of hash makers were kind of popping up at the same time and we're mm-hmm. like you know we need to we need to make sure that like our you know quality is consistent and consistent is quality and we want to make sure that like we have that every single time it doesn't matter if they come to care or they go to beach boys or they go to kind farms they're going to get the same consistent quality they want product. that batch to be seamless right exactly they, do. they really time need after it that time. Way. time after sure. time